Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Ridiculous. All right, welcome no, to JGB Sports not episode 18. All right, segment one. This is things we've talked about previously. So um, we've definitely talked about the cycle multiple times. I saw there was one this week. So go ahead, JJ. Talk it's us through Monty it. Harrison. I'm sorry? It was Monty Harrison. Read, it tells you. Triple Assault Lake <laughs> Not Triple Assault. Triple A Assault Lake Bees. Lake Bees. Outsider Monty Harrison. <laughs> Hit the 13th cycle of the minors. It was the team's first in over four years. Okay. On Thursday, July 28th. All right, tell us how he got it. In the second inning, Harrison started with the homer to right field. Mm -hmm. I wonder how far. I don't know. If it's over 400 (laughs) feet, Dad, it's a bomb. (laughs) It's not going to be over 400 to right field. It could. In the fourth inning, Harrison hit a triple. In the fifth, he hit a single. The eighth, he hit a double to complete the cycle. In the ninth inning, he got his fifth hit of the game with another double. So he actually did. Um, he actually got the hard ones out of the way right at the start. Like yeah. the the homers, not necessarily the hard one, but the triple. Yeah. Uh, after that, once you got those two, I think the single and the double are probably going to be the easiest ones to get. So. Um, yeah, um, there's been obviously more cycles than I realized. When I saw it was the 13th cycle of the minors this year, I was like, oh, that's probably about one a week, something like that. If you've been playing April, May, June, July... Actually, I don't think they start as early as their majors. So I was thinking four months, so perhaps a little bit less than that, 16 weeks. I was like, yeah, there's certainly more than I'm I thought I'm wearing about. a Bengals shirt right now. You are the Bengals one. are good. <laughs> I'm sure once we get to the once we're done with baseball and you and Mason start doing the football season, then, then we have then, to follow the Bengals. You see how good be, they are. Instead of doing our reels updates, it'll probably be Bengals updates and Ravens yeah. updates. Yeah. Knowing Mason, Mason's. Uh, I can give you a Dolphins update if you like. Uh, no, unless it's a really un like unless it's like a really cool thing he did. It's like the first of his of. Or if it's like the first thing, if it's like the first to ever happen of something. All right, I'll like find the it. first of like a running touchdown from a field goal kick dead. <laughs> okay, well that doesn't make any sense at all. But all right, um, one of our books arrived this week about having double date. We were in um, Cooperstown last week, so or a couple of weeks ago probably now. So um, I thought we should probably know a little bit more about Abner. We saw his statue, so. <laughs> Go ahead. You can tell us a little bit about his history. Um, when we were reading the book the other day, it, you mentioned Ulysses, and you were like, oh, that'd be Ulysses Grant, right? And we, that's where we stopped, so uh, we'll find out. Okay, go ahead. Tell us about you having the double day. Abner Doubleday was a career United States Army officer and Union Major General in the Civil War. He fired the first shot in defense of Fort Sumter. Mm-hmm. Where's that? Um, not sure. Isn't it South Carolina? I'm not 100% sure, though. I think it's in Nebraska. Um, It's definitely not Nebraska, I know that. Yeah, it is. The opening battle of the war 
and and had a pivotal, pivotal role. role in the early fighting of the Battle of Gettysburg. So that's how we kind of knew him. Carolina. I knew him, I knew him a bit before that. Okay. Now, he also did other things, though, as well. So, go ahead. Like, in San Francisco after the war, he obtained a patient on the cable car railway that still runs there. I didn't know that. I've been to the San Francisco and I've ridden on the cable cars and it's really cool. Do you know how the cable cars work? No, you hop on. So they have like cables all on the ground and there's like a... I thought they were above the cable kind of grab... The the car kind of grabs onto it and as the cable gets pulled, the car gets pulled up the street. And then once the cable wants... If the cable car wants to stop, it lets go. It's really clever how it works. Hey, Dad, I don't know. But I didn't know that I was after ride double on day. Uh, at some point, sure. I didn't to realize that's Angel how they Stadium. actually. Uh, huh? I want to ride it to get to the Angel Stadium. From San Francisco? That would yeah. be pretty impressive. I don't think I don't think the route goes that far. I think you must think California is like really small or something. I know. Um, there's that a long is, way between it's San like Francisco the and LA. Biggest place in the United States. There's a long way between San Francisco and LA. It's just downtown San Francisco from what I can remember. Alright, come on, keep going. Wait, can you like lean off the car? Um, it says don't, but you can I I, I think in the olden days they used to, but now I don't think Oh yeah, someone to. was leaning off that cable car uh-huh. and then like a cable car going the opposite oh, way came dead, but they That's why you don't do it. But <laughs> they ducked in like in like like a less than a second before it came. It could yeah. be dangerous, which is why I don't think you do it anymore. You go like, in 1908. <clears throat> in 1908, 15 years after his death, Double Day was declared by the Mills Commission to have invented the game of baseball, a claim never made by Double Day during his lifetime. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Because I kind of joked when I, when I saw the statue. I was like, oh, Abner Doubleday, the person who invented baseball. And you were like, really? I was like, no, not really. He didn't really, but... Oh, yeah. You wouldn't know what ball the other team had as well. The claim has been thoroughly debunked by baseball historians. What does that mean? It means that it's not true. It is definitely not true, no. Okay. So then Abner Doubleday never had a baseball. Uh, He didn't invent baseball, is what it's saying. All right, now you can find out about the Ulysses that you heard. If we'd only carried on reading the story a little bit more. Doubleday, the son of Ulysses... F double day. Oh, it was his dad. That was the Ulysses. So no, it wasn't Ulysses F Grant. And Hester Donnelly was born in Boston Spa. Ooh, it's a spa, Dad. Mm-hmm. They were born in a spa in New York. Uh-huh. Dad, his paternal grandfather also named Abner had fought in the American Revolution. Nary War. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah, his whole family has a history of being in the army and things like that. His maternal grandfather, Thomas... Uh, Donnelly. Joined the army at 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little young, yeah. Way too young to be in the army nowadays. Uh, it is now, yeah. You have to be... You had to wait four more to years. To read what he did. And was... A mounted messenger for George Washington. That's pretty cool. Father Yulzy's F. Fought in the War of 1812, published newspapers and books, and presented... Uh, Represented. Auburn, mm-hmm. New York, 
for four years, the United States Congress. So his family had some kind of interesting characters, like his grandfather fought in the war, um, like his other grandfather <laughs> worked with George Washington. Uh, his dad was uh, worked in Congress, so obviously he had a, a family of interesting people as well. Okay, Abner spent so. Why did he even think then that he invented baseball? So I got a little bit more. Abner spent his childhood in Auburn and later was sent to Cooperstown to live with his uncle and attend a private preparatory high school. So it wasn't the idea just that he was um, um, invented baseball. It was invented in Cooperstown as well. That was part of the story. The Mills Commission featured Mills and six other prominent men. The commission, through a series of nationally distributed publications, requested any American who had any knowledge concerning the origins of baseball to come forward. They received a response from a 70-year-old, 71-year-old mining engineer from Denver, Colorado, named Abner Graves, which was published immediately under the headline, Abner Doubleday Invented Baseball. According to Graves' account, Doubleday was responsible for improving a local version of town ball being played by students in Cooperstown, New York. Graves also claimed to witness the actual formation of the game, which Doubleday termed baseball. This is two words, baseball, as well, because this is the old start of baseball. The commission did not investigate Graves' claim, however, and accepted the story on the basis that Graves' account offered the kind of mythical beginning to a sport they wanted to promote as fundamentally American. Mills wrote a memo known as the Mills Commission Report that proclaimed Doubleday the inventor of the game of baseball. For over half a century prior to coming under the scrutiny of historians, it remained the authoritative document on the issue. So there was literally no research done at all. Someone's like, yeah, Doubleday invented it, and they're like, oh, cool. And that was the story for 50 years until like, people finally looked it up and was like, yeah, that's not true. And as it said in the like, part that you read, it was uh, like, he never said that he invented baseball either. And claimed that they invented baseball. Did you notice as well the person that yeah. submitted it? His name was Abner as well. <laughs> I was like, uh, does he just like people got Abner? Um, but yeah, no, they were looking for a, um, a, a traditional story. They want, He was a big Civil War hero. And they were like, cool, this will be the way to do it. But no, it, they found it, it basically. Who? They don't know who invented who it. They don't know who invented it because it's basically, it starts from the English game rounders. So I don't think there's a single person. I think there's probably. Which means someone in England invented it. There's probably uh, multiple people. Oh, now I had a card for you, JJ. I had a John baseball Means. card. Yeah. Except I don't know where you... Um, you didn't give it here to Here it me. is. There you Thank go. Thank you for I picked out one at random. We've talked about he John Means young. before, so... He looks young on this. Yeah. Well, why don't we look on the back? You haven't had a chance to look at it ahead of time. So, see if you, see what you can find out. Um, I did pull up his uh, stats. I Wait, when was this card made? Have a look. Okay. That's the part you got to look for. Does it say what year it was? Normally uh, it gives you some clues, right? I know, but all it says is 2019. Well, I'm going to guess season. 2019 then, it's probably. It's 2019 season. Or 2020, I'm guessing, probably. I didn't realize he played for the Orioles for that long. Um, It says on the front, I think, when, when he came up. Or it says somewhere on the no, card, like when his I'm... first year in the majors was. Yes, it does. You don't. No, not very good at reading baseball cards then. First year in Pro Bowl, oh, look twenty fourteen. First game in majors, twenty eighteen. Wow, look at that! He it came up say. in twenty eighteen. So he's been with the Orioles his whole career. I didn't know he'd been playing for that long. To be honest, I thought he'd only been playing two, three years. So he's been playing much longer than I realized. So I know we talked about John Means before. I picked the card out at random. So I, I got a signed hat from. You, well, you did, and also well, a few other. Your hat is signed by John Means. You don't have. And a also, hat um, that Kramer dude. <laughs> Kramer dude, Cosmo Kramer from Seinfeld. No, <laughs> I'm the you do. 
Now, the review this week's kind of tough. Um, I was sick last week, and um, we didn't even record until really late. And um, we didn't go to a game at all this week. We just didn't get a chance. But we were going to a Baltimore Ravens preseason game, or so we thought. And... Um, Dad needed. I didn't get the Dad tickets. Didn't I, know that he there was needed a pass. no mention of it. Like when I got them, now I had ones for the following week for the Commanders, yeah. the Washington uh, football team, and oh, yeah, that I made it very. That made it very clear. It was like, here, you got to reserve these tickets. So I did. I reserved them weeks ago, and I could have done it for the Ravens if they'd made it clear that you needed to do it for that game. It did not give that link there anyway. So anyway, so we didn't go to that game, so we didn't have anything. So I was like, what are we going to review? We got to review something. Cal Ripkins. Um, celebration for 2131. And, yeah, we talked about it, and I figured, I was like, hey, and I don't want anything that's too long. Like, I don't want to watch a three-hour game or something on TV. I don't like watching games on TV as much. I don't mind being there in person. So I was like, that might not be a bad one to do, so... It's more better when you're there in person, because you actually say that you saw it. Yeah, I think you pick up more that's going on, and, um, yeah, I don't mind watching games live, but I don't, I'm not a big fan of, um, watching them on TV for that period of time. So, let's have a look. Uh, so we're going all the way back then, JJ, to September 6th, 1995. The previous day, he tied Cal Ripken's record. Uh, this was to break, um, this was to break, sorry, Lou Gehrig's record. Uh, 56-year record. It was 2,130. You can see on, um the um the factory yeah. they got the big banners 2130 and as the games have been building up they kept putting different numbers up there so yeah. i'm not sure how long they've been counting up for probably from 21,000 21,000 no, games 21 2100 it could be i i honestly don't know how long it'd been going on for or maybe from 2000 so the games between the orioles and um you said california i was like yeah it was anaheim california. angels it, well california angels they were called at that time but they were later known as the anaheim angels for sure um it says that it ranks as one of espn network's most watched baseball games in their entire history and um, i can Whoa. imagine that casual fans you don't have to be a baltimore fan to appreciate what a good record that was so i can imagine people tuning mm -hmm. in for that game um the Wait, whole about... three hour plus games actually on youtube and somebody put in the comments very helpfully if you want to see the celebration go to one hour 35 minutes i was like yay 34 i, I watched the first uh, yeah around that time i watched the first five minutes actually of the game because i wanted to hear the intros and stuff what i didn't see was though um his son throughout his son and daughter throughout the ceremonial first balls oh cool so uh rachel and ryan so i'd missed that part of it so i'm glad that i saw that all right so which inning are we in then we are in the fifth inning. We're in the fifth inning. Why the fifth? Why not do it at the start? Well, why not do it at the end? Well, then the fifth, it has to be like five innings to be a full game. It has to be a five innings to be a, an official game. So at that point, he'd pass the record. Yeah. And um, actually, that was the reason why I watched from the start. I wanted to hear the ovation also that they gave to Cal when he ran out onto the field. Because mm -hmm. they obviously everyone knew he was going to break the record at this point. And uh, yeah, it was, he was, the crowd were making a lot of noise for this one. And absolutely packed, not a seat available. Everything was sold out. Um, the tickets were going for a ridiculous amount of money, I believe. Because uh, everyone wanted in on this. Yeah. And um, yeah, so the fifth inning. Um, oh, yeah, I, didn't you talk to someone who went to that game? Um, I talked to somebody who went to his last game. Oh, yeah. So the home? 26. Last home game? Yeah, his last home game because it was the Red Sox. So, um, Red <laughs> well, Sox. he was a Red Sox fan, so he wanted to go see that one. So I think that was pretty reasonable. Um, I saw the last out. And then at that point, they dropped the banner to show that it was 2131. Oh, yeah, they did it at. I, th I thought they did it at the second out of 
No, they did it at the end of the end of the inning. It was the end of the half inning. So once four and a half innings had been completed, they um, knew that the game was good at that point. All right. So what happened then? Was that it? They just dropped to the banner, twenty-one thirty-one, and they just went straight to the bottom yeah. of the fifth. No, they played some music as well, and everyone was clapping. And then he came out of the dugout and started waving his cap around at the fans. The he had to do that several times. The music yeah. was near the end, actually. Um, he kind of came out, and then because uh, you do a curtain call, like you'll you'll do you'll go in, and then you'll kind of go back out again. And the fans just wouldn't stop clapping. And the commentators actually said, like, that's been five minutes now of applause. That's been six minutes of applause. That's been seven minutes of applause. Oh, and he came God. out multiple times, and he was kind of touching his heart, like, hey, this thank you so much. This means a lot. Tipping I his think cap, he went to and then going his, back in. Um, Sons and he did. He went to his wife, John. yeah, and his son and daughter. I yep. think he took off his cap and mm -hmm. his jersey as well. He took off his jersey. It said something like twenty-one thirty-one hugs from and dad and hugs and kisses from, from dad. dad. Yeah, I'd forgotten that part. I didn't and really write any notes for that part. Put the hat on mm -hmm. his daughter. Uh huh. And obviously they changed jerseys. I saw. So I guess that one was being saved. He probably wanted to save that one, or it might even be at Cooperstown now. I don't honestly know. And um, yeah, they're about ten minutes, and everyone's still clapping. Now I did see people were pushing him out in the end. They're like, "Look, no, you need to get out." Um, I read on Baseball Almanac. Uh, Ripkin recalled how it happened. Quote. Bobby Bonilla, you'll remember that name, and yeah, Rafael Palmero pushed me out of the dugout and said, hey, if you don't do a lap around this thing, we'll never get the game started. I thought it was a ridiculous sort of thing, but as I started to do it, the celebration of 50,000 people started to be very one-on-one -on -one and very personal. I started seeing people I knew, and they were people that had been around the ballpark all those years, and it was a really wonderful human experience. Now, as they started that lap, that's when they played the music, and it was uh, Whitney Houston's One Moment in Time, uh, which was very appropriate, and it was very kind it's very patriotic song as well and it's kind of a good feel good song but yeah he was going out and he was giving high fives to people some of the police were there on the field as well like yeah. he if they want they try in front of the dugout some people were taking it really serious some of the police i don't know if you noticed were just looking straight at the crowd and kind of ignoring cal and some were like oh cal's here i want to make sure i shake his hand and he obviously he shook hands with all the police who were there um but yeah some people were taking their job suit job super serious oh, yeah. and um yeah didn't really notice that he went past them at that time Oh yeah, speaking of police, mm -hmm. I was watching a video of a mascot dead okay. and dancing around a policeman. Okay. I think it was the Astros mascot. Okay. And Orbit. Yeah. And you know how they're supposed to like just like not really change not their react. face? Like uh -huh. Yeah, like he had a full smile and he was mm -hmm. laughing. Now, I don't want to spoil it because it might not be for that one, but there are sometimes they'll dress people up pretending to be police and security because there's been ones where, like, security have danced along with them, but they're not really police. They're just dressed up as that. So I don't know if it's one of those ones, but it might be. Um, yeah, so in the end, I think it said it was about 20 minutes. It didn't seem like 20 minutes to me as I was watching yeah. it. And it I don't think like it was for the fans. Seven. How about some of the people they cut to in the crowd? Who were the cameras focusing on in the crowd? Um, like people with you signs. You talked about his. There were definitely some of the signs, yeah. I watched, like, just the celebration. I'm trying to remember what it said for Cal. Somebody had done one with a sign. It was like, uh, Cal, American legend or something like that. They took, like, each letter and did a sign. Um, some of the other people, the president was there watched... at the time. Uh, oh, Bill yeah. Clinton was there. Yeah. 
His vice president, Al Gore, yeah. was there. Obviously, it's not very far from DC. Yeah. So it's probably only like less than an hour's drive. So, um, his, his um, and you might not recognize him, his father was there as well, Cal Ripken Sr. The, uh, his in the mom, dugout? Not in the dugout, no. He was, in, he was wearing a suit. There wasn't many people in the crowd wearing a suit. He was obviously an older man as well because he was oh, Cal's yeah. dad. Uh, his mom was there as well, and she was kind of leaning on Cal Sr.'s shoulder a little bit as well. So there was a few people. There were some other famous people as well, but I can't remember who they were now. Oh! Joe DiMaggio was in the crowd. Uh, we talked about the fact that he was there on, uh, was it the 2131 or the 2630? I think he was there for both then. Because he, he yeah. was in the crowd as well. They, they cut to him a few be? times. Uh, Joe DiMaggio? Oh my gosh. He probably would have been in his uh, 80s at that point, I think. Something mm -hmm. like that. He probably would have gotten VIP service for that. Oh, they would have looked after Joe DiMaggio for sure. Yeah, Joe DiMaggio was a uh, living legend. VIP service got to point. go into the dugout then. Uh, he didn't go into the dugout. Um, I don't know if he, he came out to the field to, like, later. See the dugout and stuff. Uh, possibly. Um, after the game, Ripkin spoke. Tonight, I stand here overwhelmed as my name is linked with the great and courageous Lou Gehrig. I'm truly humbled to have our name spoken in the same breath. This year has been unbelievable. I've been cheered in parks all over the country. People not only showered me, oh, sorry, showed me their kindness, but more importantly, they demonstrated their love of the game of baseball. I give my thanks to baseball fans everywhere. Tonight, I want to make sure you know how I feel as I grew up here. I not only had dreams of being a big ball, big league ball player, but also of being a Baltimore Oriole. For all of your support over the years, I want to thank you, the fans of Baltimore, from the bottom of my heart. This is the greatest place to play. I watched just the celebration. That was all I watched. I'd seen the celebration before, but it was like, a long I just time ago. Clicked on one that said celebration. Okay. So it's like just the celebration. That's fine. That's fine. Um, the game at the time it was stopped. Baltimore were actually leading three to one. Uh, mm -hmm. Final score, not that it really mattered, was four to two. So Baltimore. I felt barely re um the outs that how many outs there were. Yeah, it was blurry. It was like some of those footage now. One was like like just an eyeball mm -hmm. kind of Now. One thing I did want to do then after we did this, because I thought this, as it's not a full review, I thought this might be interesting. I was wondering, I wonder how much some of the merchandise is for twenty one thirty one. So I'm oh, going to get you to come around. I'm going to get you to come around here. Expensive, yeah. And these are some of the things that I saw on eBay. Okay, so the first one is a twenty one thirty one Cal Ripken Jr. Most Consecutive Played Games ticket. So you can see there's a picture of Cal. You can see twenty one thirty one. You can see the seat, and you can see that it's Orioles versus Angels. Alright, predictions. What do you think then on eBay? How much? $2,000 at least. Uh, $15. What? I was kind of surprised for a piece of artwork what? from a ticket for a game. I was really surprised for that one. That's that's on auction right now. We could bid on that. Can it's, we? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's tempting. Now, you can see that there's a picture underneath, right? Yeah. Now, the picture underneath looks more like a traditional baseball ticket, yeah. right, that you get from a stadium. It's got, like, the Orioles logo. It's got mm -hmm. all the details. There's no picture of Cal on there anywhere. Uh, there's no 21. That one's actually, and it's you can see it's in a protective case yeah. like a baseball card. Someone's got that up for sale for $2,500 right now, which makes me think that $15 one could be I was a bargain. Like, that one's probably, like, $15. But that one doesn't look, I don't know, that looks more like a legit ticket, but I like yeah. that one because of the artwork, so I don't yeah. know. All right, should we go on to some other ones I got, mm -hmm. then? All right, oh, how okay. about a Cal Ripken? Can Limited it? edition Louisville Slugger autographed bat and ball. Can so you can see it? the ball there, the Louisville Slugger. Can we buy on it? it? Can I give the description first? You don't even know how much it is. What if it's $10 billion? Um, it says on it 1,181 out of 2,131. So baseball bats are pretty expensive anyway. So how much do you think? Don't worry about that one. Well, that's the next one. What do you mm. think for that one, then? Oh, God. That's probably going to be expensive. Okay. 
5000 $240. Can I we, was thinking that would be way then? more. No, I'm not spending $240 on a bat. Dad, uh, it's a it's, side uh, bat. No, it's not. Oh, actually, oh, it is autographed. Um, it's not a proper autograph, though. It's one of those that's etched in. So it's not... Cal hasn't actually touched that bat, I don't think. It's one where they kind of... So, I, well, I don't know. Perhaps it I is. Perhaps it. I need to look at it. Um, I did it. see one had actually sold um, for about $300. So $240 right now on eBay is actually pretty good. All right, the I, one below. And it should be good. 2007 Cal Ripken Jr. Bobblehead 1983 World Series that Edition Bobblehead. And a box of 1995 Wheaties, Wheaties, which has Cal Ripken on the front and clearly has 2131 labeled. All right, so, and you have some idea how much bobbleheads are as well. So, Ooh. 1983 World Series bobblehead plus a box of Wheaties. What do you reckon? I think like 970 Current price on eBay, $25. I am seriously tempted for that one. Yes, Dad. Because I'm thinking that... Because even that bobblehead that we got for the other week from Delmarva is going for more than $25 right now. Just so an 83... Don't. The box of Wheaties is really cool. You know you can't eat the Wheaties, right? Because <laughs> they've been massively out of date. But I really I like the box. Anyway, I kind of looked up separately to see how much the I'm box of Wheaties it. are. If you go on Amazon, you can buy the box of Wheaties for $10. Okay. Oh, cool. So that would make I'll, the bobblehead about fifteen dollars. That's I, I think that's pretty decent. I only get that. Um, it's like eight dollars shipping, I think it was. Okay, that's. But fine. I was like, that's. I was kind of surprised. I thought the box of Wheaties itself would have been about fifty dollars. Yeah. So I don't know. It's tempting. All right, this one I got to read a bit of a description for you. Um, the twenty-one thirty-one chair. The night of September 6, nineteen ninety-five, was magical at Baltimore's Camden Yards and throughout baseball. This is the night Cal Ripken played his two thousand one thirty-one game uh, to accommodate two hundred and sixty special fans who would help raise over a million dollars to benefit Johns Hopkins University research into neuromuscular disease. MLB and the Orioles made available two hundred and sixty on-field folding leather chairs to sit in foul territory down the right and left field during the game. Each fan who purchased one of these special seats was rewarded by having the chair sent to them a few days after the game. This is one of the chairs. So you can see 2131 on the back crest. You can see the Orioles logo. Uh, you can see the bats and you can see Ripkin. Alright, what do you reckon for this one then? How much? Because uh, it's on the field? It's probably well, you don't, way more. It's, it was on the Maybe. field, but it's just the chair itself now. You didn't get, you're not getting the experience of being on there. Like that's already gone. It's just the chair itself. But that chair was on the field during that game. There could be some dirt at the bottom of the chair. Uh, hey, there could be. I didn't even think about that. Uh, yeah. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. Uh, you're out by a factor of ten. Twenty-five hundred dollars right now. So I don't think we're going to be putting in a bid for the chair. Um, I would have guessed it would have been about four or five hundred. I've seen like chairs like at WrestleMania, um, and sometimes they're signed and things like that. So I had, I thought I had a reasonable idea how much they were. Uh, but that one there, yeah, we won't be, uh, we won't be purchasing that one. You want me to put in a bid for the weedies and the bobblehead? Yeah. Eh, I might do. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All okay. right, segment three. This is our catch-up segment. So, first of all, start us off with Coppin State. Woo! This is a little bit difficult, actually. Because, um, really, the I season's... I've seen the results for the Red Sox. All right, it's hold good. on. We're not even there yet. It's really good. The season's then. starting to wrap up. Um, the Our local Cal Ripken League 
Um, it actually just finished yesterday. Um, the Alexandria Aces won their first tournament uh, by beating the Bethesda Big Train in the final. Um, I found out the other day, I didn't realize this until the semi-finals, the coach of the Bethesda Big Train I used to work with at school. Yeah. He was a teacher, uh, Sal Colangelo. Uh, but yeah, he used to work at my school. So, um, yeah. I think he, I think, I can't remember. He's working at another school in the county, I believe now. All right, go on and tell us a few little things from Cochran State. What you got? Corey Miley's Cincinnati Steam um, seem to have finished. Mm -hmm. Green Bay Rockers look like they have two weeks to go. So, some of the players then are on teams now that are finished. Like I just talked about the Alexander Aces. Some teams still have a couple of weeks to go. They still have the playoffs and things like that. So, I think we, as we're starting to do this going forward, we might struggle to find things for Coppin State now as people are wrapping up. We can just stop the Coppin State updates until we, they start again, Dad. We could. If we don't find anything, it might just be a nothing to report this week. Yep. Marcus Castillo hit a home run. In a 4-3 win on Saturday. I did. I Now, I didn't notice that. I was just looking through my Twitter, and I just happened to know somebody had posted um, the clip of it. So I, I watched it. I tried to find the box score uh, for his team, the Birmingham something Beavers. Uh, but they the don't Birmingham. have the, they don't have the box score listed right now. So I couldn't find out any more details. I did see his current stats. He's now up to second for average on his team for batting. I think he was about 383. So that's really good average. All right. Tell us about the Orioles. Tell us how they did this week tell us what oh, got upcoming i just know i just found pattern okay so they won five to one against tampa bay they won five to three against tampa bay they lost six to four they won three to zero mm -hmm. shut down they won six to two against cincinnati they lost eight to two against cincinnati now at the time of recording um they should actually have finished their sunday game they were losing oh, after seven innings uh, two to zero, JJ. So they oh, might John actually Miles. have just taken another loss. Um, if Why they did take another loss, that'll put them at fifty-one and fifty-one for the season. But they're still, they're still, yeah, right at five hundred right now. All right, who they got coming up? Texas, 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 Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. So they got three on the road um, at Texas, but then they're going to be at home for Pittsburgh the following week. I think next weekend is actually the thirtieth anniversary weekend, from what I, I can remember. Go. We already got tickets for the Commanders as well, though, so we'll have to see. Um, I do have something for the Friday game, JJ. Uh, Kyle Bradish returned to the Orioles after three rehab appearances. Uh, he's been sidelined since mid-June with right shoulder inflammation. Uh, his stats were five innings, two earned runs, seven strikeouts, and no walks, which is really good control. Against Texas. That's just the second time that that's happened in his big league career. Um, no, Friday's game was against Cincinnati. All right. Tell me about the Red Sox. Oh, hold on. I got one more. Little, I've got one more little quote. Uh, Bradish said, "It felt great. I've just been waiting to get activated. I could have thrown more strikes, but I didn't give up any hard contact. Even the home run. It wasn't really a barrel. Executed a pitch, and Joey Votto got some wood on it. Overall, a good first out in back. Um, I would agree. If you're giving up no walks, on you, um, did he take the win? Yeah, he took the win as well. So that was pretty good. All right. Tell us about the Red Sox. Ugh. They won three to one against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. They lost eight to three. They lost seven six against Cleveland. They won four to two against Cleveland. Uh huh. They lost they lost four to one against Milwaukee. Uh huh. They lost nine to four against Milwaukee. Um, last time I checked, it was the seventh inning. They were winning about eight to three. Now, normally I would say that's a guaranteed win, Woo! but the bullpen have really choked recently, so I don't. Hey, know. Dad, you if can't they say that they do take the win, win. It will be fifty-one and fifty-two, so they'll still be under five hundred. So right now, the Orioles are currently ahead of the Red Sox. Woo! 
it does sound like the Red Sox, as they're not going to be contenders this year, could be trading players. And it sounds like J.D. Martinez might be playing his last game right now as we speak. So he's yeah. like their big signing. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. All right, who they got coming up? Hopefully somebody Houston, easy. Houston, Houston. Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City. Oh, boy. All on the road, unfortunately. Um, Houston's supposedly really good. They just got swept by the Oakland A's. The best team in baseball got swept by the worst team in baseball. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. Hopefully, get, they get destroyed. Like mm -hmm. that Blue Jays game. I'm kind of one thing. I'm kind of surprised like you Blue didn't Jays mention game. at all because I know you love to mention it. What? Price of tickets. If you wanted to see the Orioles this week, like the lowest price, the tickets are on all under the fourteen dollars. Like if yeah. you if you're in Texas, you can get tickets as low as five dollars. It says. Um, I want to get eleven dollar tickets for that last Pittsburgh game on the Sunday game. Eh, we'll have to see if they're still available. And for tech, even for the Red Sox games, the games in Houston, I would have thought that would have been a big game. Uh, tickets start from sixteen dollars, and if you're in Kansas City, you can get them tickets for about twelve dollars. So that's pretty good. Alright, this week in ball in baseball, I could have easily put these in with the sections we just talked about, JJ, but this is kind of an important one for the Orioles, so tell us something about Jackson Holiday. The 18-year-old high school, they're a number one overall pick in the 2022 MLB Amateur Draft signed a contract Wednesday with the Orioles with an 8.19 million signing bonus. Normally for decimals, when you read them out, you don't read it as 19. You'd say 8.19. But you're right. I know exactly what you mean. Um, it was expected to be as high as 8.9 million. So it was actually a little bit less than that one. Jackson had visited Camden Yards only once before he shagged fly balls during batting practice. Whilst his dad was in a game. I think it said that his um, dad, uh, Matt Holiday, was uh, playing for the St. Louis Cardinals at the time. So he, he wasn't really that familiar with um, Camden Yards. Jackson said, I want to be up here as fast as possible. I, want, I would love to come out hot and continue to play well. Hopefully two years or less will be my goal. I know it's a big goal, but I think I can do it. Isn't that kind of weird? Two years? Like, two years yeah. probably seems like a long time. It does take a while. Like, those players don't come up straight away. Like, if you looked at Means, like, he was there. I think he said he joined the Orioles in 2013, and I don't think he played his first game with the Orioles until, like, 2016. So it took 2014 him, like... and 2018. Oh, okay. So there's, like, a four-year gap. So, yeah, sometimes it takes, it takes a while to do that. Pro Bowl, 2014, and Majors, 2018. Holiday took batting practice with the Orioles before their game against Tampa Bay, then prepared for a trip to the team's training complex in Sarasota, Florida. Now, I know Sarasota. I don't think the team's there anymore, but it was a Sarasota Reds I went to see in um, 20... Oh, gosh. Actually, 2006. And I think there was less than 100 people at that game. Because it was, mommy was there with me, and we were kind of joking. You know how they do the da 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 da. Yeah. And there was so few people that it was like charge. <laughs> There's just no reaction at all. Um, I thought that was cool that he got to do batting practice. Now we yeah. got to see a batting practice recently. Can you imagine if you were there on that day and yeah. suddenly Jackson Holiday's taking um batting practice? Yeah. I'd be like, oh, that'd be pretty cool for that for getting to see that. All right, I think you got one last quote. It's been a little bit since I've been able to complete. To compete on the baseball field. So I'm very excited to get, 
going and get down there to Florida. It's an honor to be in this organization to and to play play a position that Cal played for so long. I hope that I can get here and play shortstop for a very long time. Reading that quote was one of the things as well that made me think, oh, we should review the 2131 celebrations while we're doing that this week as well. What's the other thing? Oh, just as it was just something we talked about recently as well. So, well, we talked about his last game at the end of the streak, but so that kind of reminded me about that as well. Um, all right, story two from the World Baseball Classic, Team USA. I think we talked about Mike Trout being the captain. Uh, Trevor Story of the Red Sox announced this week, July twenty sixth. Quote: Honored and humbled to join Team USA for the World Baseball Classic in twenty twenty three. Another dream came true. So the World Baseball Classic, it, there was a list, um, JJ, of uh, first-round MLB draft picks that have played in the World Baseball Classic. So let's see how many of these rings you recognize. Uh, 2012, Carlos Correa? No. 2001, Joe Mauer? No. Mason used to emulate Joe Mauer. Uh, he was a catcher for the Twins. He, he used to have a Minnesota jersey, and he used to kind of do the things that he used to do. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez from 2000. No. And then some of the older players, normally these are the ones that you don't recognize. I think you might recognize these ones. 1993, Alex Rodriguez? No. Really? You I kind of know. A-Rod? Know. I think you've heard I've of heard it. the All right. name. 1990, Chipper Jones? Oh. I kind of forgot who he was now. He played for the Braves, but I thought you'd have heard of the name. All right, last one. I have. 1987. Let's see if you've heard of this guy. Ken Griffey Jr. Yes. All right, you recognize that. So there is some uh, pretty big names. Now, we are called the JGB Sports Podcast. We have really been focusing on baseball. However, a story broke today that I think we can't ignore. Um, As a Boston person as well, um, we've talked about Jackie Robinson before. The Boston About how Jackie Robinson was important for breaking the color barrier in baseball yeah. um, I think this person is instrumental for breaking kind of the some of the color barriers in uh, basketball so um, unfortunately Bill Russell passed away today um, a lot of this stuff I took from the New York Post um, but I, I kind of edited it a little bit added a few other facts in that I saw while I was reading through things on Twitter as well so I figured you probably don't know who Bill Russell is though I do Oh, you know a little bit? Okay All right. yeah well I got some stats there for you as well so go ahead tell Bill us about Russell, Bill Russell who won a <clears throat> a record 11 NBA titles with the Celtics became the first black head coach of any North American professional team when the Celtics hired him in 1966 as a player coach. Russell was the first black player inducted into basketball into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 1975 as a player. Russell also won the two NCAA titles at San Francisco, an Olympic gold medal in 1956, two NBA titles as a coach, in addition to his 11 as a player. In 10 game sevens, Russell was undefeated in his career, extended to any winner take all game in NCAA Olympics of best five player of best five playoff rounds he was 21 and L. the finals mvp award is named after him the russell and russell was often and on hand to give out to give it out that means he was there he yeah. was actually there. um to me that's the most clutch start i've ever heard 
t- in ten game mm-hmm. sevens, he never lost a game seven. And even mm-hmm. in best of fives, he was twenty one and zero. That's mm-hmm. absolutely crazy. I have never heard a stat as dominant as that. Like I know Michael Jordan. Um, obviously he doesn't he doesn't have as many of those stats because he didn't really play in as many game seven game sevens because they you <laughs> the balls were so what are good. Game sevens. Um, so it's a seven game series. So it's three three. So yeah. Finals? So it's three. It could be, or it could be the NBA Finals. It could be the championship. But yeah, once you get to those best of sevens, it's, to do that, it's got to be three three. So it's got to be two fairly close teams. Um, but yeah, so some people just don't appear in that many. But he appeared in twenty one game. Uh-huh. People, um, if you win, you advance to the next round, or you win the championship. He didn't lose any of those. Now, I did one quote that got me from there, which really surprised me was um, the MVP finals is named after him and he was often there to give it out now normally things like that you don't get to do this so i'm going to swing back to baseball i was kind of curious about the cy young award i was like i'm sure cy young cy young never gave out the cy young award so i had to look it up he probably did like once or twice all right well you're gonna find out then so the award was first introduced in 1956 by baseball commissioner ford frick in honor of obviously cy young who died in 1955 so no he didn't Uh, the award you might not know this was originally just given to one pitcher it was whoever was the best pitcher in the whole of baseball now you get one where for the uh, ml uh, for the national league and you get one for the american league and i could have put this in my boston section but i didn't uh, mlb.com reported the red sox held a moment of silence a few minutes before the first pitch today as an image of russell from his playing days were displayed on the jumbotron with his name and lifespan 1934 to 2022 displayed um, obviously he was a really important person not just for the celtics but um, for boston in general so the red sox um, one very short notice and for America managed to too. give out and what's that and also for the NBA's um, yeah but, and America too but even the fact that MLB would recognize somebody like Bill Russell I thought was significant and I thought I felt for that reason alone that's why we should um, include it now actually talking about basketball this works pretty well you're actually on a basketball camp this week so um, I don't even know if we're gonna get to review a baseball game this week um, I don't have we any can base- review what I did at basketball camp. <laughs> I don't have anything planned right now so it might be a re- oh, yeah. next week might be a review of basketball camp uh, it oh, might yeah, be something Something. In fact, this is a good way around it, JJ. Like in the off season, like if football's off season, everything's off season. We might be able to do something like we did with baseball today. Like find a cool moment from baseball. Like it doesn't have to be a whole game. It could be perhaps bait. Well, I don't think they're gonna have footage of it. But like Babe Ruth's last home run they hit, or something like that. Um, perhaps Roger Maris hitting sixty one. That might be something. Or Ted Williams's last at bat. Something like that might be something cool to look at as well. But or I don't know. Ken Griffey Jr.'s last. How home about the run. All-Star game? In a home run derby. How about the, yeah, oh, sorry, not the, yeah, how about the home run derby? That might be yeah. a cool one. So you can see him actually hit the uh, factory at Camden Yards. So I think there's a few things that yeah. we've probably got the. Yeah, that was cool how far it went. Uh-huh. I actually touched it. No, you didn't. It's too high. You can't reach that high. I... Did I lift you up? I jumped up there. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs>